focus. Gotta focus. Come on, Will. You can do this. My whole brain, <laughs> my whole world is upside down. One, two, three. Dad without a dad production. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Dad without a dad. That is Dad without a dad. My name is Jose de la Roca, and you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Jose de la Roca. That is at Mr. Jose de la Roca. Or you can send me a tweet at Mr. Jose de la Roca. And you can also listen to me. Uh, my name is Andy. I was totally ready for that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a bit sleepy, but I'm here. I'm very excited uh, this week because we've got a really special guest. Um, but my name is Andy Griffiths. You can follow me at Game of Goodness on Twitter. It's not like we haven't done this for the first time. I mean, it's been uh, about 106 episodes. So let me bring him a little bit higher because he always goes from, Hi, everybody. How are you doing today? But <laughs> uh, well, we have the man himself again today. Uh, he was not going to be in the podcast, but it turns out that the queen let him be. And he's with us today. But we have also a great guest. And he's a guest because he... You know, was here a couple of weeks ago, but then something wonderful happened, and our own Will Brogas, it is finally a dad, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, hey everybody, I, I'm still here, I'm still alive, yes, uh, doing wonderfully. Oh, it's so nice to see you guys, uh, Andy and Jose. Thank you for having me on. And it's, uh, yeah, it's been a really exciting week. We literally just got home. And then I put the girls to bed, and I now have an hour or so before the next feed um, in which we can uh, try to uh, figure out what the hell just happened. Great. I was just signaling him. Can you get closer a little bit? <laughs> ah, that's what that is. I thought that meant shut up. <laughs> like, shh. No, because I'll say, uh, so basically, we uh, record in different sides of the continent. So you guys are in England. I'm here in uh, Claremont, California. And, uh, you know, they, they, I see them and they see me. So I was telling Will, can I get closer to the mic? And I was putting my head up and down and yeah. I was like, and he didn't get it. So I was like pointing my face to the mic. Yeah. And I guess, uh, no. I get relaxed around you guys. I get relaxed. I lean back, you know. Uh, I only know how to read the baby's body language now. So, you know, if you want me to read your body language, you have to be a baby. Uh, I mean. Well, Jose kind of looks like a baby. Like, well, he's an inverted sort of, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, well, so um, basically, uh, it's funny. My girlfriend, uh, out of nowhere, uh, she just literally told me, so what happened with Will and uh, Mariam? Um, and I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you haven't said anything about them. And I'm like, you know what? It's oh. kind of right. Like, because like, I think uh, we ta we have a chat here, the three of us. And I asked and you were like, yeah, nothing going on. And then I think you guys post something on Facebook where you had uh, uh, drawn something on uh, your wonderful wife's belly. And um, it was like to a point where I kind of knew that it was either here or it was the time that you're supposed to like, not you, of course, uh, your wife had been, you know, giving birth. But I was like also wondering, I'm like, is it supposed to be like yesterday or something? Yep. So we actually text. I text you. I'm like anything yet. And like literally the day after. Uh, 
<laughs> the day after you send us a picture. So uh, let's go back a couple of weeks and tell us how so, did yeah, it happen? We've, it was we've like... been on standby. We've been standby for like the last three weeks. And uh, Mariam, uh... <laughs> why did we invite Andy again? <laughs> Whose idea was that? Sorry, my phone went off. That was I mean, you got like better shit. things to do. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Sorry, Will. I'm really, really sorry. So no, uh, so we were painting on her belly. Like we did uh, the cocker spheres that she talked about last time. And we did a baby Yoda and things. And uh, Totoro, there was a Totoro. Uh, and there were very cute photos. So that was cool. And it's amazing to think that well, that was only like two weeks ago. And it's just insane. So yeah, last Saturday uh, was the time for our induction because it got to that point. Um, we had been doing what we could, walking up and down the stairs and stuff. Uh, but we got to um, two weeks and uh, sorry, we got to Saturday and we we're like, okay, it's time to go and let's have our induction. And she had her induction and she took very quickly to the induction, uh, which was awesome. And then her waters broke very quickly. No, like within eight hours normally when they begin the induction it takes like 24 hours before the water breaks but she was super quick but that set the timer uh, because you have to have the baby within 24 hours or else the you know the risk of infection and stuff is yeah uh so we did all the stuff and it was extremely frantic and uh, hectic and amazing and tiring and oh my god that the power i've never seen mariam in that light is insane uh you guys will know from your partners it's just it's wow, it's profound, it's just the, the, the energy, it's, it's insane. Uh, and I, I, I just fell in love with her all over again, you know, uh, with that. It was crazy uh, to be a part of that. And yeah, she was just, wow. The women are clearly, I mean, I knew this already, but clearly the superior species, the, the stronger. It's insane. Um, so yeah, that, that was incredible, but it went on for like 32 hours. And that's, yeah, that's insane. Uh, so it got to a point where they were like, okay, your temperature's rising now and the baby's heartbeat's starting to get a bit faster and you're getting pretty swollen down there. So maybe it's time to have a C-section. Um, which is a bit disappointing, but to be honest, at the end of the day, we couldn't care less as long as we just want a happy baby. And uh, I think Marion was welcoming the rest. <laughs> and... To be honest, the C-section sounds a lot more scarier than it really was. Uh, I mean, they put, you know, they, they treat it with a lot of risks and, you know, they read you all the uh, statistics and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, you get a bit worried. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, that was the best thing to do. So, yeah, they just geared up, got in there uh, to the surgery and they put the spinal tap uh, so that she can't feel anything from below the breast and the serenity that came over Mariam, just the sereneness of just that break from you know uh so she could enjoy the moment you know when the baby was about to come you know uh and they let us put the music on so um we had dire straits telegraph road which is kind of a me and Mariam thing uh it's kind of our tra it's a kind of like our life music you know, um, so that's what we had on while we were preparing for surgery. And then uh, we had, after that, Wish You Were Here uh, by Pink Floyd. And we were singing that. And as we were singing that together, they were cutting open her. And uh, it was really cute as we were singing that. Uh, and then the song is about four minutes long. And, so, uh, and I didn't realize that the surgery takes like five minutes to do a C-section. So that timed perfectly. So then as soon as the song finished... 
we suddenly heard this wah, wah, and they yeah they produced us a little baby it was really cute and we cried and we laughed and it was amazing uh it was a really magical moment so i'm very happy for all of that uh and yeah and then after that it was she had to go onto intensive ward and cleaned her up and she was a nice healthy big baby um which was the main thing and uh yeah it took a bit of time to stitch marion back up again uh, a few complications there uh, she lost a bit of blood, uh, but they managed to yeah, resolve that. We were just drinking lots of fluids and stuff uh, and eating. And yeah, uh, and uh, my daughter was wonderfully well behaved and gives you this grace period <laughs> for the time for you to recover. Uh, so for the next two days, we were in intensive care. Um, and it was great because I could be with her all the time in intensive care. Um, but then they transferred us up to the main ward and then you only get two hours a day. Uh, and then things were quite difficult, and Marion was uh, getting very sore. Uh, but fortunately, my daughter was, uh, yeah, behaving herself. And there's, it's quite tricky when you've had a cesarean because um, the weight of the baby on you is very uncomfortable, and it makes breastfeeding very difficult. Uh, so that was complicated, and you know, it took some time. But uh, we managed to work out a regime, and we've now got a good plan and yeah everything's working out well and they let us go so she was on the ward uh for another three days so in the total she's been in the hospital a week um yeah uh which was a bit weird uh but yeah they wanted to make sure that the baby's fine and was gaining weight and everything uh and mariam's uh fluid levels you know dehydration she was getting back and yeah uh there was a lot of blood work and it took a lot of time they were super busy the nhs staff uh, super stressed and overworked because uh, all the first inconsiderate people having COVID and staying at home having babies, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the NHS were phenomenal. The, the energy of these women, they were incredible and helpful and just like full props uh, to the NHS system and they're working under very difficult circumstances and wow, uh, they're yeah, totally... Re- uh, I mean, I was always a big supporter, but now I just have a total new appreciation for them. And I hope later, once everything's settled down, I can do a bit of charity work for them. I'm certainly going to go back to giving blood now COVID is over. Um, well, you, did you know, Jose, that uh, in England, uh, COVID is going to be cured next week on the 19th of July? Uh, all the schools are finishing for the holidays and COVID will go away. And then we're back to normal. It's Freedom Day. Yep. So that's my long story. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Well, well, I got a couple of questions. So yes, uh, so I had a bizarre moment that apparently is quite universal. In that, uh, obviously, when your 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 partner's in the throes of pain and they're like, "Oh yeah, we may have to go down the C-section route," and they give yeah. you this like two sides of A4 yeah. that they expect you to read. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like whatever. Barry was just like, forget it, just. Where, where do I sign? Just <laughs> It's a great form. It says such some things like, oh, yeah, you've got like a one in 10,000 chance of paralysis and things like that, yeah, uh, yeah. which is like, how do they expect someone to weigh that up while they're giving birth? It's just insane. I um, know. He just gave us like the selected highlights. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this thing just says that one in 10 chance that you'll bleed out or whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need it. You'll take it. Whatever. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and uh, and- the doctors are so it's the difference between the midwives who are quite personal and yeah and the doctors who are just stone cold you know <laughs> 
the doctors are like i've got a hundred patients like you today i've got yeah. no time for you to think about it like you know just sign it the anesthetist is super busy <laughs> our anesthetist was amazing he was yeah. fantastic because he was behind the curtain with us nice uh, and he was just on it he was like are you okay are you feeling this can you feel that you know every 30 seconds just checking the levels it was he was funny he was like yeah, he was. Was he was he your photographer too? Because ours, so we had a. Uh, I mean, my yeah. my girl was the uh, the. So I'm very private, right? But I knew I needed to take some pictures uh, mm. when he was. Uh, so I took my phone, uh, and uh, I remember the guy. He he, really cool guy, and he was. Uh, he's Asian, right? And he had an accent. So uh, just because just in case somebody gets all for uh, what I'm about to say. Uh, so he's like, uh, he's like, uh, he's like, are you guys, you know, you good? You good? I'm like, yeah, we're good. And then, like you said, in five minutes, you know, and then um, um, he's like, you go, you go, 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 baby. And I'm like, all right, cool. So and then uh, I go and then they, they take the umbilical cord and you cut it. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, where's your phone? Where's your phone? I'm like, oh, uh, here, here. It's like. Let me take a picture. And then he takes a picture yeah, of that. Yeah. And then uh, I go uh, to, uh, uh, I go around and I'm trying not to look at anything because I don't want to ru ruin my sex life forever. And then <laughs> I just want to go this way. And then I go where uh, where my wife, uh, my girlfriend is. And then she's, of course, covered. And then she has the little, you know, uh, shower cap and everything. And then she's crying. And I bring my son. And then she starts crying. And the guy's like, picture picture take picture and then he starts taking pictures it's incredible because this guy is just like taking pictures and thanks to that guy we have the picture that you guys have uh and ah, this yeah, picture yeah. looks like somebody like a computer took it right like it's incredible <laughs> because we have again we had this whatsapp group uh, the three of us and i just realized i had the picture of you guys's babies in that we had that you know both of you guys's babies born pictures right there so andy did, did a computer took it or it was just a, a basketball player taking that shit <laughs> <laughs> we're on a very small table no we weren't uh no I, I i don't really understand like i i think it was more like um we we gave it to a guy i remember that uh and then he took it and then i don't even think i looked at it i think i was like yeah cool thanks uh you got the phone back <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got the phone back that's cool and then uh i think i said it to a few people but yeah it's it's that that's totally true it's amazing like i think that photo is super super important because it, it like it, it anchors your emotional state i think and kind of like I rem do you remember yeah. that feeling of like oh i'm just gonna cut this cord and it's super tough you don't realize oh yes it, the yeah. cord is super yeah, I was, I was like, try, and you don't, you obviously, you're very sensitive at the moment. You don't yeah. want to harm anything. And, you know, and as you know, later when they give you the baby, you're like super tiptoeing around its head, and the yeah. midwife is just throwing the baby around. <laughs> <laughs> like, she deals with hundreds of these a day. <laughs> I was it, like, it, I wish I could have her confidence, you know. It put me off chipolatas for a while. Uh, ah, that. right, yeah. Oh, Jose, that's great. Lovely. That's a no beard, Jose. That's amazing. For uh, our viewers at home, uh, Jose de la Roca is showing us his mobile phone of a delightful picture of him, his uh, girlfriend, and his newborn son, all dressed up in blue and white smocks and scrubs. They yeah, are... and then, uh, but uh, it's it's true. So you go there and try to cut that thing, and uh, I think um, I'm cutting it, and then. I'm trying to cut it and I'm like shaking. I'm already like, because mm. I'm already shaking. And then she's like, no, you yeah. gotta go for it. And I'm like, bah. and then she tells me, she's like, all right, 
we're going to put him here and we're going to uh we had to check for many things and then my son starts peeing on my face and then literally <laughs> and then she's like well that works uh so well, that's good and that's then i was like all right cool and then but you better get used to that <laughs> i think that was the only time he peed on my face but uh yeah, yeah so. the advantage of a girl is you don't have to worry too much about <laughs> point and shoot tactics <laughs> um but actually no I, I was quite happy and then i got to change the first nappy as well which was quite a magical moment and magical uh, yeah well i had a little bit of practice before a few years ago with my um best friends uh Oh, this must have been five years ago, actually. Uh, but I just, yeah, it was dead easy. Sorted out. I'm a master. I'm a pro now. Except, Well, I mean, once the volume gets bigger and the nappies get bigger and the overflow starts happening, then it might be a different story. But right now, she's uh, doing her business in a nice, orderly fashion. So. All right. So yeah. I was telling my girlfriend that uh, why you just said that we, we, we have to go back to this because even her was like, she, I don't know if she was complaining or she was just bringing the point out that your wife went to labor for 32 hours and then she gets a C-section. I mean, what the... How? And I, I mean, don't understand. Jesus. Just Superwoman and Wonder Woman and all. It just... She really channeled that. I mean, of course, she was absolutely shattered afterwards uh, and it took a long time for her to heal and, you know... Um, and, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm trying to get. I just like, I don't know where they found that energy. It's is that incredible. what uh, is? Do you say? Do you think that is that's why she has some complications? She needed to stay a couple of days later. Uh, I think it was more to do with the stitches and like the soreness, but um, I don't know. I mean, she did get some sleep afterwards. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to comment. <laughs> if I say nothing now. <laughs> she'll help me later no and then um, and then my girlfriend was come not i don't know if she was complaining again or just uh um uh, making the point that imagine like why can't just like doctors be like hey let's just do a c-section hmm. you, you can do electives yeah you can do electives yeah you, you can do elective c-sections yeah. in this country but i think it's like for the because obviously in america right america's like the, the land of the c-section like pretty much sure. right yeah. Is it? um nobody which, wants which, to suffer yeah. yeah which which is probably better i mean i, no, I, so I you know more uh, money for the system as well well yeah there's, there's there's that part of it whereas in the nhs like there you know there, there's there's lots of theories about like uh cesarean c-sections cost them more money like you know the the even the 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 uh the spinal tap uh injection to like you know numb mm -hmm. downwards like that costs a shitload of money um but the other thing is that, uh, so for my for, for my wife's first, we only had one anaesthetist on the ward. So basically, right. they were prepping her um, uh, for a C-section, but it was a little bit naturally in the end. But we still had to go through the rigmarole having a C-section. I think we, we did get wheeled into the theatre as well. And like... Uh, the 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 we missed all of our windows to have all of the pain relief basically. So mm. the option was only cool gas and air or oh shit, C section yeah. time. That's it. Um, well, we just got... yeah. So it it all depends about like you know what what the the NHS is not uh the same thing across the UK. It's really no, not like like no. different boroughs are different, different hospitals are slightly different um in terms of like funding and reputation and stuff like that. It's kind of like the school system in that way. So. And then they have their own like set standardization. They have rules. So for us it was yeah. like twenty four hours if you haven't given birth by then, we're doing a C section. So that's, yeah. that's step, whatever. 
and there's certain criterias. I mean, and yeah, she she got to six centimeters, so she could have probably made it all the way. But it's just a question of being, you know, right, safe than sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, and then they had to put a balloon inside to try and heal the womb afterwards, and you know, complicated things like this. And yeah, it's. Uh, I think they 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 try. You know. All right. So let got... me get this straight. Uh, I have public health care in England, and I go to deliver a baby uh, where William uh, is delivering a baby. And my option is, I had to push it for 24 hours, and if nothing happens. Uh, I'll get a C-section, right? More or less, yeah. Okay, Depending. and then yeah. uh, if, I, uh, if I have private insurance and I go to Will's uh, uh, hospital and I tell them, I don't feel like having pain, can you open me up? They will say yes? Probably. Yeah, pretty much. If you go to Will's Discount Healthcare, uh, you know, <laughs> £9.99 a month, you, you, you'll probably be able to get that. I mean, they... they so they definitely talk you through like you have like multiple appointments with like sure. uh, you know midwives uh, specialists and all that stuff and basically they ask you all the time like what's your birthing plan are you sure you want to do it actually are you sure you don't want to do something else um and then you kind of go from there but obviously when you're when it's your first you have no frame of reference you don't know no. what the fuck's going on and they don't either right they don't yeah. know what you can do they don't know what your birth canal is like realistically you don't even know your own threshold so the our our thing was we didn't discover what the uh threshold of that mariam could take in the pain uh until we were in the birthing suite you know which is after four centimeters so they only send you down to the birthing suite once you pass four centimeters uh which is another one of their rules uh but you don't get the same pain relief options up on the ward as you do down in the uh, birthing suite. So we only found out once we were on the gas combined with the Tims that actually this is manageable, that we yeah. can do this. And Mariam could then, you know, really push and get at it. But when we were up on the ward, they were like, oh, this drug, this drug, this drug, that drug, you know, which kind of maybe slowed the process down a bit. I don't know. Um, we, you know, of course, we weren't sure what was going on and what was tolerable. But if we had known about the gas up on the ward, and we'd been suggested with the Tim's. I mean, we had the Tim's machine, which is this electric stimulation thing. Mm. Um, and I think they work really well because you are in direct control of them. You're not relying on some drug to pass through your system and, oh, is the paracetamol working now? You know, uh, you could, when you feel the contraction coming, you press the button, you take a big in, you know, <laughs> big suck on the big old gas tube, and you know, you're in control of it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that helps a lot, uh, makes the women feel a lot more um, proactive and a bit more engaged, you know. Um, that's a bit of the gamification bit as well. So they have... <laughs> gamification, um, yes. It totally like, it, it it is. is, dude. It 100% is. Um, the, the other side of it as well, I don't know if you guys had this, but we, we, we didn't have this for our second, but we had it for our first, where like they were measuring um, the contractions and they basically would give them like... It's not like an arbitrary store, but they give them like a... There's a no- numerical representation for them. Um, and like, I remember being in the room, this was like with my wife, like super early. And um, the, the, I think they measure like the twinge or something that happens mm. in, 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 in the diaphragm. And basically it came up and it was like 60 or something. Um, and my wife was like, oof, that, that, that felt like something. And then we asked like the, <laughs> we asked the, um the position or whatever uh like so how high does it go and then like, oh it goes up to like 280 or whatever <laughs> you're like oh fuck okay uh cool um 
See, that would have been useful information to know. I wish we had known that. I mean, we saw the little readout thing, but we have no frame of reference. No, know? totally. We, we didn't either. Um, so, yeah, it, it's all these things. The thing is, like, I, I it's really tough. And it, 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 there's loads of little decisions that you don't realize are being made. And, like, I mean, my advice, dude, is, you know, I think for, for me and my wife, it took a time for us to be able to talk about it without it being, you know, slightly upsetting do you know what i mean like i know you get this this amazing bundle of joy uh you know there's amazing child out of it that's great but definitely like you know try and have the time to talk about it when when you get an opportunity and and you know yeah we'll do i mean i have tried already and i I don't think mariam's particularly upset by it i don't think it's something to be upset about it's just what it what it is is what we needed at the time and after 32 hours i think yeah. yeah, I think 100%. she could remember that. So I, don't, I think she feels she's put, she's served, she's paid she's her done, dues. She's, yeah, she's done the time, hundred yeah. percent. And she got the six <laughs> centimeters, so you know, it's, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's definitely not a quitter. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think she's the toughest of the three families here. So we'll just throw that out. Yeah, that's, that's... To her, and uh, you gotta remember, she was uh, what three months in, at the sea. Uh, so, you know working 12 hours a day no. oh yeah i was constantly reminding of her research cruise i was like mariam what would you trade this or t- two months at sea and <laughs> she would say she would rather have the two months at sea yeah <laughs> uh, now my thing is uh, uh okay so you're she is trying to push uh, a wonderful baby for 24 hours at what point or 32 hours at what point does she start to curse in spanish Oh, that's a very good question. Yeah, she she played around with it about four hours in, and then she started going back to English and being nice for the nurses. But then once it got to about twenty four hours, she was full on. You know, I just I that's why I was there for. I came for the show. I mean, swearing in Spanish is delectable. It's beautiful. It's only French is better, I think. But uh, yeah, it was just wonderful. You know. Uh, Halls piss in the ocean and all this. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can never do it justice. I'm not even going to try. Um, but yeah, I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, so and then, so Andy, did you? Uh, I don't remember if uh, was yours like. Uh, uh, we speak like we did it, right? Uh, anyways, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, did your wife was it like maybe and then C-section or already a C-section as soon as you guys got there? So for the first, it was like maybe C-section, but we'll see how far we can get. Um, and then, yeah, uh, it was it was a long one. Um, it wasn't like, I don't think it was 32 hours, but I think it was like 24 or something like that. And then for the second one, it was like, uh, what was it? Basically, water broke. Uh, we had some uh, colorization of discharge that was coming out and they were worried about that. Yeah. Um, and then from that, they're like, do you know what? Let's just do a C-section. Like, you know, take your temperatures going up. Yep. Things aren't happening. If things were happening, that probably would have changed things. But like, you know, there, there was no contractions or anything. Um, yeah. So they just kind of did it. I think, again, like, you know, none of us are physicians on this podcast, right? Mm. Like, we don't, we, we, we don't, we can only guess what we're doing a lot of the time. I'm a doctor, but not that kind of yeah, doctor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Because I kept on saying to Mariam, I was like, come on, Mariam, you've got to do this because we've got to show that we're proper doctors, you know? We've got to, <laughs> Will, show, that you... we've, we've got to show that us academic doctors aren't lightweights, you know? Will, did you ever feel like playing the doctor card? Like at some point, <laughs> like, you're like, how far can I push this? <laughs> I mean, they did ask us what we were doing and they made conversation and we said, oh, yeah, we're doctors too, but not that kind of doctor. <laughs> really? So 32 hours of labor, they somebody literally comes and starts making conversation with you guys <laughs> well no the nurses and the midwives were doing making conversation with us all the times so all through the 32 hours you know because uh, um, if i'm your nurse and after hour 24 i would just just go open the door and be like oh, okay and then close it and go back and be like well you have to keep on asking them for water you see you have to keep <laughs> yeah, getting, you yeah. know um and i asked them for toast and they brought me toast and they put so much butter on the toast and i was <laughs> It was just dripping. Wait, and so I just and I, I I threw up. I vomited like after eating it because I was just my stomach was so tied and knotted and just ah, yeah. You threw <laughs> but up. The thing is, you yeah. I, I what a lightweight! Your wife has thirty-two hours of labor and you throw up with a little. It's toast? because I ate something <laughs> that you know. It's, it was a lactose. Come on, give me a break. Uh, but yeah, as as a man in there, you you are totally the bottom of the pile and yeah the 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 uh, as rightly so um so you know she was telling me about these rugby players she had this rugby player big big guy in the uh and he went out to the toilet after a series of contractions from his wife and he you know he was kind of guy who took up half the corridor you know um and then he got to the bathroom door put the handle down and then he fainted and keeled over in the middle of the corridor and uh he was a health and safety hazard because they weren't allowed to pick him up because the men aren't attended to they're not the responsibility of the nhs so they had to like divert all the trolley all the beds and the trolleys and everything around him and yeah. the doctors had to step over him because they weren't allowed to touch him and he just had to lie there for you know half an hour or whatever until he gained consciousness again <laughs> They just put like a wet floor sign around. Yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> there were quite a few of those on the wall. I did notice. <laughs> do you like beer? I do. And now I can have great craft beer any time of the day. Thanks to my friends at Hairless Dog Brewing. Hairless Dog Brewing are the first domestic US 0% ABV craft beer brand with truly alcohol-free products. That means you can have a great craft beer any time of the day. I usually have the Citra Lager for lunch or the coffee stout with my waffles, but most of my friends and family like the IPA. I quit drinking about five years ago and I always looked for great non-alcoholic beers and I finally found them at Hairless Dog Brewing. So head over at drinkhairlessdog.com that is drinkhairlessdog.com and use my promo code De La Roca, D-E-L-A-R-O-C-A to receive 10% off your purchase. That is drinkherolessdog.com, promo code de la roca. Okay, so I guess, uh, uh, well, I guess if you think about it, uh, let me put it this way, I guess in C-section uh, lingo, uh, and his wife had it the best, then will be my wife and then Will's because uh and the only reason I'm saying Andy's was because you guys came home after like a day or two right Andy yeah we were really really lucky um I think I don't know why that was uh they normally keep you in for 24 hours but yeah if you had a c-section that's pretty lucky yeah yeah usually so if you've gone the NHS website it's like three to five days usually but they they bounced us super quick I think I do think 
it was probably because we looked like we were riddled with COVID when we arrived because we had <laughs> colds and flu. And I think once they realized it wasn't colds and flu, uh, sorry, it wasn't COVID, uh, I think they were just like, you know what, this, the, these guys are probably fine. But you were right in the middle of the peak, weren't you? Yeah, I, you know, I mean... Because I was well, quite was lucky it? with how much time I got because she was telling me that many men in Birmingham don't know they weren't allowed anywhere near the ward, you know, yeah, for so the that, whole period. So even if my marriage had been there a whole week, I wouldn't have been allowed to go at all. So that's another massive change as well. And that, that depends region on region. Like, so, so in Portsmouth, uh, what was it? It was five weeks ago at this point, um, which seems like bloody years ago. Okay. So it wasn't quite the peak last peak. Yeah. 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 It was a little bit better. Um, but it was, it was quite nice because they weren't entirely sure because it, it, it they don't just do PCR tests for, for COVID in hospitals. Mm. They do like a proper, I don't even know what they did, but they, they take stuff from, from, from my wife. They didn't take stuff from me. Uh, and then we got really nice treatment until they realized we didn't have COVID. And then we were like, like punted out to like the general <laughs> ward and like treated like, you know, like nothing, uh, which is fine. Like, that's what you want. Like, you know, I, I think the, the, the thing with when after a C-section, like, you know, it, it like you said, Will. Like it, the operation takes like five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, whatever. Like they they bounce you out there pretty quick, and you've got a baby. You need time, like uh, mentally, to just dial in what's happened. And right, I've got this little baby now. But it was your uh, wife's second, so they weren't worried about her, you know, feeding regime and making sure these things. That, that's true. Yeah. That's true. It, I mean, that could have been it. Extra support for the feeding because her be- she couldn't rest the baby on her belly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so for you, know, you she... guys to know, so let me go back to because uh, I took a picture right before I got into the to the operation room, I guess, and then I took uh, uh, the guy took a picture of my son right like as soon as he was born. So uh, let's say uh, nine uh, eight forty nine p.m. I took a picture, and the next picture is nine twelve. PM. So literally 22 minutes, my son was born, and we just walked in like, "Hey, we're going to order pizza," and then <laughs> they just changed our clothes. Actually, they changed her clothes, and they put me in a in a, a whatever scrubs. And so in 22 minutes, my son was born. So that's but. I think I don't know how the NHS and whatever all the stuff is over there, but the 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 way they they tested how long we were going to stay at the hospital here. And this is such a stupid little silly thing. They had a little chart with faces. Literally, they had a little chart, like like a red face until you hit a a green face. And then they will bring this little chart and they ask my girl, so can you point to uh, the face... How do you feel, right? So the all the way from the at the end was super bad. Give me some drugs to number two, three, four, and I think it was like five faces from super red to super green. And uh, every I want to say six hours, a nurse will be like, "Can you point to see how you feel?" Like, like fuck you, give me uh, uh, drugs to like ah, let me go. Mm-hmm. And then my girlfriend was always like, "Fuck you, give me drugs," right? Until like I think day number three, she pointed like. A little bit better they were like all right you're good to go bah, boom <laughs> uh, but uh that's how they treated us and how they sent us i don't know did, how did that happen with you andy so we after hours so things are starting to come back to me now a little bit so literally as soon as 
the c-section was done and, and wife was closed up and then we were put on like literally rolled out of the theater and then put in a place by the theater um they took our they took my wife's temperature and my daughter's temperature every i think it was just my wife's temperature every five minutes because they're worried about infections basically and then after about half an hour it went to 10 minutes and then i think it went to every half an hour um so they didn't do necessarily a pain thing i think they asked like they definitely asked like out of five i think it was or something like that it was an it was a numerical thing it wasn't like an unhappy face thing mm. um but I, even that's kind of like what the fuck is the difference between a six and a seven like really do you know what i mean or like i like a three and a four like um it's but it just relative. gives them an idea it's like yeah. they, when they tried to do that with the contractions obviously marion put full 10 out of 10 within you know four hours but then obviously <laughs> after 24 hours you know okay it's different you know you don't you it's it's immeasurable isn't it and, yeah but they, they have to do what they can i guess to try and totally judge. totally but i mean for Mary, it was very obvious that she needed to stay because she couldn't go to the bathroom she needed a catheter she um couldn't get up to get meals um and yeah she couldn't get up to pick up the baby or anything uh which was very distressing at the beginning you know uh, and some nurses were very nice about it and quite happy to help. Other nurses were like, mother needs to get out and deal with the baby herself. Mm. And like Mariam's hands are all covered in um, cannulas. Yes, cannulas, I think they're called. Yeah, they're, they're kind of um, go around your uh, hands and sort of for the different bloods and intravenous dips and everything. Uh, yeah. So she couldn't physically pick up the baby, you know because all the wires would catch and, you know, uh, Mariam has wibbly-wobbly veins, uh, so they're moving around all the time. Um, you know, it's a genetic thing from her father's side of the family. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, that, that really, like, the psychological effect those kind of words have. And she's a nurse. I mean, come on, you know, yeah. she should know better, you know, because uh, the midwife would never say something like that. But, you know... The, the, you, you, every eight hours the nurses are changing so you know you get familiar with the good ones and the bad ones and the night yeah. shift ones are usually the ones which are the most grumpy and stuff you know uh, that's just the way it is That's that reminds me of how uh, my girl was so uh, my son was born and then they bring us and then she's sleeping and then I'm just literally getting close to my son to see if he's breathing every five minutes so I didn't sleep for a whole day and yeah, she had a lot of, uh, she had a catter, whatever it's called. Uh, she had things on her hand and she looked so bad. She could mm. hold the baby, try to feed him and stuff like that. But kind of, I mean, of course, uh, she didn't go what uh, Mary went. But uh, uh, I remember her being bad. Like she had, uh, like she had to stay and they had to give her a lot of pain medications. And then the only person that I wanted to be there to kind of help us was her mom, right? So her mm -hmm. mom kind of helped, uh, uh, came the second day, and then she stayed with us for like a day or two um, to basically whenever I needed to sleep for her to watch the baby and that she needed to uh, 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 see for my girl, right? But I remember uh, <laughs> I feel the same way as you do with the nurses. There were some that were nice, and I think after day number one or two, they kind of told her, all right, you need to funny face but uh you need to kind of man up and start to get up and uh, uh manage the pain because you need to start moving 
either because we need the room or because that's how the way it is. But there were a couple of nurses. And I remember my mother-in-law. She's like old school Mexican and like she will fight you and she has that <laughs> attitude, right? But that's how she is. Uh, she's a nice lady. I always ha I always say that I have respect for her and everything. And then um, so I remember one of the nurses kind of like told my girl, she's like, all right, you kind of need to start going to the restroom yourself. And uh, I think they pulled the catter and then they made her like uh, stand up. And I remember my girlfriend like, either crying or screaming and i remember i had to hold my my mother-in-law <laughs> she literally said like something bad and then i thought she was going to hit her i thought she was going to grab the, the, the nurse and be like what are you doing to my like she got she got up so i kind of hold her and sat her down and i'm like no you can't do that right now <laughs> uh, <laughs> or like you shouldn't do that uh, uh they're nurses for a reason and i guess either they need the room or that's how it is and i remember she went to a restroom and then little by little she needed to start going to a restroom that's how we went home but i do remember like there were times that you could tell some nurses were like all right girl eh, we seen worse but i remember that experience where like my girlfriend screamed and my mother-in-law was there and she kind of got up to like either hit the nurse or like slap her in the face but i had to hold her back and sat her down and be like Shh, not right now i think it's like i i think you're right like they have pressure to bounce people that don't need yeah. it and i think some people need the push but it's really it's such a it's fine just... line isn't it between like being a being a dick yeah. Uh, during it, that uh, it's time. just oversubscribed and underfunded, yeah. and they do yeah. the best they can, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, we're, we're, we're you know, talking from a position where there is only one important patient, only one important baby, and it's yeah. mine. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, yeah. Anyway. And that's why uh, I always yes. I always bring the, the why I don't like uh, uh, somebody's uh, aunt. I'm not going to say who and why. <laughs> Because that aunt came uh, the second day or the first day of visiting, and they did they never paid attention to my girlfriend. They just wanted to touch with the dirty hands my baby. Oh, yeah. And they literally asked me when I'm going to have the second one, and she told me I was a coward because I didn't want to have another one. And I was literally was going to, come on, you know, kick her out. But I said, ah, this is not the moment, so I let it pass. And the thing that I always tell her, like, uh, I still remember who actually paid attention to her and how she was doing instead of just coming to touch the baby with the dirty hands. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this, mm -hmm. if you think about it, if let's just say uh, you don't know a person uh, and you come into a room and you see a bald-headed short Guatemalan holding a baby and a lady in a bed looking like crap... Who should you ask, how you doing? Everything good? Should I bring you something? You don't go <laughs> and touch the baby and be like, ah, nice no. baby, right? You go and say, see the patient and be like, oh, shit, what happened to you? Are you okay? Do you need anything? Well, right? It's just clearly somebody who thinks about themselves more than anybody else, you know? And uh, your existence is just there to make a family for her. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so that's what I always like. Remember who is who and... Yeah, well, uh, these are the things you learn, isn't it? And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's through these life events that you discover the people who matter and your priorities shift and accordingly and you, know, you gain renewed focus on all the surrounding things in your life, you know, because of course we were bombarded constantly with the social media, people constantly WhatsApping us, you know, um, 
wanting to know every detail, every facet. And it's just, I was like, forget it. Just turn the phone off. You know, <laughs> this is uh, me and Mariam time and we'll deal with the fallout afterwards, you know? Yeah, um, but you got to understand Andy wants to know what's up, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, that's why I put on the WhatsApp group, like, Will, how are you doing? Because, like, yeah, you know, no, it's, fine. it's, it's, but, I, I mean, it's it also, important. I think we need to train ourselves that we don't feel that compulsion to answer immediately. I think yes. that's something we've learned as a society is like, oh, I must, mm. you know, uh, you know, that film uh, phone book with uh, what's his name? Phone booth. Phone with, booth. That's the one. Colin Irish. Dude. Colin Firth. Yeah. Uh, no, you know. it's not Colin Firth. No, <laughs> it's, no, it's Colin, Colin. Someone. It doesn't matter. It's not. Important. Uh, yeah, he hasn't been in anything recently, has he? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> IMDb and what I'm talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a line, you know, a, a ringing phone has to be answered, you know, a, yeah. a pinging WhatsApp has to be. No, no, it doesn't. And if that person is someone who matters, they will be patient and just wait for you, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't respond to emails immediately all the time, do you? I mean, hope not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got OCD and ADD, so I got. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. Where was I reading? Uh, I think they're trying to do something about that now. They want to enshrine it in the rights that at the weekends you don't have to respond to work emails or something like that. Yeah, because it's um. So there's a uh, either there's pressure for a law of that in in the Nordics or in Germany or somewhere like that. Yeah, it was somewhere... yeah. So they're trying to get it in the UK, but uh, it's a conservative yeah. government, so that probably won't happen. No. Um, but yeah, but you're all home now. Yep. How do you feel? Like well, it's a bit weird because I've been I've been home alone effectively for last week, uh, and then it's like I'm organizing, getting things done, running around, making sure this is right, blah, blah, blah. and then this whirlwind comes into the house, <laughs> and I'm like, but the bed sheets aren't where they're supposed to be. <laughs> you know, we've had six months to find where the bed sheet should be in relation to where the baby. So because once you're holding the baby, you don't have time to start faffing around. And, look for specific bed sheet for a specific type of cot you know and all the rest uh but um yeah it's been weird uh first of all they turned off the gas this week in the house because they're doing maintenance out in the road uh, which was wonderful so if mariam had come home when she was expected to you know uh we would have been a totally stone cold house with no gas no ability to cook so fortunately i because uh, I was in the, you know, I made friends with my neighbors uh, two doors down. I just knocked on the door and said, look, I'm in a really shitty situation. Uh, can you help out? Uh, you have something in your window that makes you look like you might be a reasonable human being. Um, <laughs> oh, hang on. What was that thing? What was it? I, it was a uh, it was a it, protest sign against some trade deal thing. Oh, I thought, it, uh, I, I thought he said, I don't like soccer. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah yeah no so she turned out to be like a quintessential guardian reader and she was amazing and big shout out to janice you're amazing thank you it was a pleasure um making your acquaintance and i'm sure we'll become fast friends uh but you really helped out with the gas and you know because they needed people to come inside the house and i had to give them my keys and stuff uh so yeah that that was one problem and then we had storms and rain over the weekend that marion was in hospital um and there is a leak in the guttering and it was supposed to have been fixed before we moved into the house it's all there in the itinerary explained but turns out it hasn't been fixed so i came home and found that the in the master bedroom exactly where i put the cot all the rubble and ceiling had fallen down. Can you imagine oh. if my daughter had been asleep in that cot? Fuck. 
that was really freaked me out, like super. All right, well, so this is your first uh, 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 father. Uh, I'm going to turn the bitch switch. Did you do anything? <laughs> because, bro, I'm telling you, somebody does something like something that isn't writing, something that's supposed to be fixed and it's yeah. affecting my son. Bro, you never see in the the fuck you I know n- you I, never I, I, seen me mad but i don't i don't you. have time to call up the letting agency i don't have time because you don't deal with the landlord directly you know oh, well, uh, and I'll, the I'll letting agency are just as pissed as i am you know because they've got this reputation and stuff and after glenfield they're really like trying to you know be the good guys you know but uh the landlady she doesn't want to use the um uh, contractor recommended by the letting agency. She wants to use a friend, you know, uh, who she knows, the guy who fixed it before, fixed it. Um, and, you know, because I guess he's cheaper, uh, whatever. And so it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time. And I really hope there isn't another storm <laughs> uh, because more will come down. I mean, I've tied it up and cleaned it up as best as I can. But at the end of the day, it needs somebody to come in and deal with it. So, yeah, that is a bit of a stress at the moment. But fortunately, we have a spare room. So if we have to flee in the middle of the night to another room we can but yeah <laughs> but at the moment my focus is on so many other things <laughs> you know it's just uh yeah so there we go um bit of a stress but but we'll figure it out everything happens at once you know yeah i mean i, I would definitely that whole turning off communications thing like i would have like two hours where you do all the facebook shit and all that stuff yeah and then after that, you just don't look at that stuff. I mean, you just focus on on your wife. Exactly. Baby. Yeah, that's pretty um, much what I did. I'm know. a community manager. My community now is my family and <laughs> my baby. Wait, what do yeah, you mean? The other what do you mean the the Facebook thing? Because I don't even get what do you mean. Like I I do it as, again to promote to bring whatever I need to do. Yeah. But what do you guys mean? You had to do the Facebook thing. I, I what is that? It's more for family and friends, right? Yeah. So there are, because I'm originally I'm from Hereford, and like Will, you've moved around all over the bloody place as well. I'm sure there's loads of people that are your acquaintances that you still yes. know. You don't talk people, to them all the time. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've so got all my German friends and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's more just a catch all of like, hey, I've had a baby. Here's a picture of a baby. We're doing great. Don't worry. <laughs> and then once the camera's off, you're like, oh my God, how's this work? I don't get this. I don't understand <laughs> that. But you, 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 you communicate it just because, you know, you want people to know that it's that it's that's okay it's and stop okay. worrying you know yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly i um, i forgot that you guys are normal and have friends and you, you guys have good we're your family. friends Jose. we have a whatsapp group ah, it's okay. yeah. Yeah. I know. we All send right. you photos <laughs> so, sometimes people send you shit as well it, yeah. it's worth putting that on there you'd be you'd be surprised um we were me and nicola uh, or my wife we were we were drowning in brownies like one week afterwards like we had fucking brownies turning up every day um <laughs> Which was great, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, it, it's like you. you know, Wait, did it, they have to spread the love? It's it's a good news thing. As did well. they brownies have weed, and that's why you sounded like that right after you? <laughs> hey guys, dude. I, if they had weed, in, I'd be so much happier. Um, I I would have been mellow. It would have been great. I probably wouldn't have been an amazing caregiver at that point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it probably would have been a bit better. Um, yeah, no, they they were they were uh, this. Devon placed brownie thing. I'm not going to say their name because they're small enough that 
they should pay us to mention their name. Um, uh, <laughs> but we're but, small enough that we need them. Anyway. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Um, and they were just like, they just, yeah, they just take some regular brownies. It was fine. They weren't Fair fancy, enough. but it's, yeah, it's good. And you but, get loads of, you get loads of care packages. So it, it's a nice thing to do. And yeah. babies are a good news thing as well. Like everyone, everybody wants likes babies. Actually. Everyone appreciates a new arrival apart from those overpopulation crazy people. Um, oh, I'm one of those. Too many humans yeah. on this planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, one each. I'm yeah. the same. I'm like, if you don't take your pill, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but also, the, the, so Andy, you've had a boy and a girl, right? Yes. Right. So I knew this was going to happen, but it irked me nonetheless. Right. The oh, your baby, beautiful daughter. She's so gorgeous. And then in the next bed. Oh, your son is so handsome. Yeah, what's he going to be when he's older, you know? It's like the way we talked to babies immediately, like within an hour from coming out, It's it irks me so much. And the amount of pink and all the rest. And it's like, and it's not that it's pink, it's that it's a color, that we're branding yeah. our children immediately. I think know? it's like, so here's, here's the honest truth. White is an absolute nightmare for kids because... Everything shows up on white. Yeah, of course. Puke. But green is uh, a very good color. Green is a great color. I love. I mean, green. I've got nothing uh, wrong with dark purples and stuff like that. You know, uh, <laughs> that's true. That's reds, true. Uh, yellows, and any kind of mauvey browny stuff. You know, it's great. Brown, brown's pretty good because it doesn't show up. Yeah. Uh, but you will have different shades of yellow, different shades of green. You won't be able to keep up with the with the different shades of poo that you have to, to keep up with. You'll also have like different levels of sanitation that you're willing to put up with yes. as you have less sleep. There will be many degrees of soil. It's not just this is soil, this isn't soil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I realize that's a little already. bit up yeah, there, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, nappies. I've noticed this for girls more than um, for boys. Don't know why. But the likelihood of them pooing up their own back is seems to be higher for girls. Don't oh, know really? What it is. Okay. Yeah. I've noticed that. Well, because the pee will push it. Yeah. And it's especially if you're like breastfeeding or expressing, there's like, it's mostly water at that point anyway. Um, what else? There's another thing as well. Oh, if that thing will, if that thing pisses you off now, dude, just oh, wait. Yeah. Just wait until you start taking the baby outside. I and know. I know. Pram, you're like, you're gonna do your nothing because, like, what is it? We we still have it, but she's, you know, she's over one month old now, so the cuteness factor dials down of order of magnitude every month you go along. I think. Oh, really. Um, well, yeah, I, well, she's cute for me, don't get me wrong. But like I think that, six like, month old babies are super cute because they've got some definition to them, you know? Yeah, but they're, yeah, not, they're not like... One-year-olds are the best. They're walking, they fall, they're like... <laughs> That's true, but you don't have like random strangers like... Oh, I see. ...beeline for like yeah, yeah, your, your child or you as you're carrying your child. And it's always like, they're so small. It's like, what, what are you supposed to say to that? Yep, Guess they're they small. Are. Well, yeah. I've had this all my life because I'm always, you know, you're so tall, you know. So, oh, you're you so tall. Quite tall though, yeah, yeah, but then what am I supposed to say? Yes, you observed that. What am I, how are you supposed to you respond? Just say I'm not wearing heels. It's, it's yeah, all me. Exactly. So I'm sure it's the same <laughs> thing, you know. So yeah, you'll have to put up with that, but that's okay. It's uh, it, the people are always nice. Like, um, but yeah, there are definitely times where you'd rather that didn't happen. The boy girl thing, like, and the 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 gender branding thing is just i don't know it's fine i it it, it gets there i can definitely understand why it, why it would hurt you for sure uh, cuz it is slightly annoying but at the same time it's like 
you won't go out for a few days because you'll just be mired in this weird kind of challenge that you have to that you've got in front of yourself now um mm. which is great it's an amazing thing and that's why you have to you have to cherish it as much as possible and obviously you, you, you're looking after your wife as well who's, who's yeah, course, paying over yeah. major surgery so you know i think um try and let go of the little things if you can um but because, society is wrong. I know, but society. And I need wrong. to protect my daughter from everybody's wrongness. Bro, Dude, you if, don't, if, because... even I going to tell you at three days. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> even That's I. That's coming from Jose yeah, as well. Yeah, even I I've like never bro, said Jose. like w- w- one. Uh, uh, babies are cute, and let me just say this: be thankful they're saying they're cute because if somebody like uh, let's say older lady comes to you and be like, oh what. Oh, then uh, it's better than like oh cute baby right so one, why does a baby have to be cute or ugly a baby's they're a baby, cute you know? and trust me if they're ugly they're not going to say anything so there you go uh, but uh, why do we define her based on her looks and by the way like because there's new, nothing else to define I don't know her about she you, hasn't I, got any other personality yet. I know yeah, you exactly. guys' babies yeah. were, were like amazing and everything but I don't remember like I every newborn I have met let's just say that they're all weird like newborns are weird it's not until like three months or four months where they turn super cute because if like newborns i remember even my son is like what the hell was like it looked like a, a raisin they all look raisins types and they all look pink uh, no matter what color you are, uh, they're all pink and raisin, and and then uh, so the face I don't. Is all screwed up, you but know? trust me, like all that, uh, it's better to have somebody say, "Hey, uh, your your baby's cute," or "Hey, is that your baby?" Because don't look like you. <laughs> so even yeah. uh, oh, even yeah, yeah. Co- very upset coming from me. A lo- lot like me. Oh yeah, you have um, a you you make a really pretty girl we already told I you make this. a beautiful baby I you make a really pretty girl uh, it's so. been it's been said before i would i should have been a girl uh, i'm happy with that i'm fine but yeah it's weird i mean her, i think her eyes are a very dark blue and maybe they change later and get darker and her hair is definitely like my hair right now but <laughs> maybe it'll go like jose's beard which is like mariam's hair you know later we'll see We'll find out, but uh, it's interesting because she does have my blood group, so maybe there is some of me in there after all. I don't know. Well, she does look right. like you, so you make a pretty. But girl. I don't know if it'll stay that way. I mean, babies will change all the time. Um, but it's uh, it's an int- it's it's fascinating because I have the uh, recessive genes, all the recessive genes, and Mariam has all the dominant genes. So um, there's only a twenty five percent chance that any of my features would pass on. Uh, if you did the genetic maths and stuff. Um, so there you go. I remember doing this at high school, the genetic charts and the maths and the crossing. I don't know if you remember, but um, yeah. So oh, uh, it, yeah, we'll see. I'm fa- she's fascinating just looking at her and pulling faces. And, ah, in my case, beautiful like, experiment. I guess she has the stronger genes because my son looks just like her. But uh, so let me ask you, she Andy. Does, yeah. Andy, you're going to be what, two, three months? Is it? Is she starting to look like you? Or what is what is the common... Uh, uh, say over there. So I always get in trouble for saying this. Uh-uh. Uh, I think my mom's told me off from saying this a lot. Uh, but or, uh, babies kind of look the same to me. I like all babies really. Like <laughs> apart from ones that have you know exaggerated features, like crazy exaggerated features. Um, they kind of all look pretty similar. Um, for my son, I knew he was my son because he had weird ears like I do. 
so my ears kind of have a point to the at the top and that was great um, oh, you're Vulcan. yeah exactly um which is you know the, the sexiest star trek race and uh they she doesn't have that um so features wise she kind of just looks like a baby and i know that sounds re- <laughs> that, that i know that sounds really mean because it sounds like i'm diminishing what she looks like and that's not true it's just that i know how much she's going to change yeah and, yeah uh, like enough. and i know i know she's, <laughs> she's ours because yeah, yeah. i saw yeah. the whole thing go down <laughs> so you know yeah it's um it's weird uh, it's definitely weird. They did I, remove I, the electronic tag, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the other weird thing. They forgot to tag my daughter, so she never had the tag for that whole week. Uh, and everyone kept on asking, "Where's the electronic tag?" And we're like, mm. wait, um, "Wait, wait, wait, what?" They do it so tight as well. Yeah, they do an electronic tag so that they can't run away with the it's baby. It's like a, it's like a barcode thing. So yeah. it's like a, it's not like you're thinking of like a, a like a LoJack thing, right? You're thinking about yeah. a prison thing. Yeah. It's not a prison thing. It's okay. like a, it's like a, 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 um, the only thing I can compare it to is like you know when you go to hospital and you get a, a like a plastic oh, coated okay. bracelet oh, okay. thing. It's like that, and it's got a barcode oh, okay. on it. But oh, they never... do it, they, they do it so tight yeah. that you can't take it off. Oh okay. Uh, well, there's a reason for that. They don't want you. Yeah, so, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think my daughter was so loud and obnoxious and crying that you know she was the loudest uh, one on the ward after. Three All right. Days. So. So I don't think anybody wanted to steal her anyway. So coming from the United States, where healthcare is bad, and I always complain about it, and how uh, you guys have it better, I have learned that there's some things that I prefer to have here. Like the option of not having so much pain and my baby not to be tagged because I guess they're going to take it. Although, uh, uh, you know how we are paranoid and you know, some people are paranoid and my blood family is paranoid. Let me give you an example. My brother, uh, he has three. And at the time he had already three and there were, you know, seven, nine and 15, whatever. Uh uh, the day my son was born, he looks at me and he says, or he texts me or he ta- calls me and he says, make sure they don't swap your baby. <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, okay, so when your baby's born, you follow that baby wherever it goes. And I'm like, what? Yeah, because they could swap your baby and give you a different one. And I'm like, and I'm like, he's like, so make sure you go wherever he goes. <laughs> and I'm thinking this whole fucking time in the back of my mind, is this my baby? <laughs> did I do? Did, they did take it somewhere two times. Is this my fucking baby? It turns out it is because he looks just like my girl. But I guess everybody, you guys have tags and we thought we were going to get a different baby. I wanted to be, uh, you know. Yeah, I love my son, but eh. well, you get bored of this one. You know, after five years, you swap it in. You know, do a little trade. Uh, we can all the three of us. We can just you know rotate and see what we get. And then uh, it'll be fine. Um, I I had two those... people in my support network tell me the same thing, which is oh, like God. just just keep an eye on him. 
just in case you never know you know what's gonna happen i think it's because they we've all seen films right where like there's oh, films the America, yeah. but there's like rows of babies in like yeah, print. yeah, yeah exactly. you're like oh shit it was the fourth one along that was yours <laughs> not the third oh, one oh right, right. Um, you would be 12 not be 11 oh. <laughs> yeah uh so i think it's that but it is yeah it is weird it is weird but i did i remember like after uh he was delivered and uh, the same for the second one as well um that i i did keep an eye on her and him just in case uh but you kind of have to right now just in case. You never know do you guys uh do your babies get vaccinated immediately too over there it's not immediate you do get uh vitamin well remind me you get like vitamin, vitamin boosters right yeah, yeah, yeah vitamin yeah. d Uh, so we got a big pouch of vitamin D and stuff. Uh, oh, over here they get we, vaccinated immediately as soon as they're born. Boom! There you go, three vac- uh, uh one or two have, vaccinations. We'll have to have MMR at weeks. some point, won't we? Uh, yeah. Do you have the MMR and you have um, mumps? Was I it? think we'll discuss mumps. this all with the health worker when she visits tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll go through it, but you'll you'll have yeah. to do that like uh, within the first six weeks. Yeah, I and think. I need to get it registered as well at the office and. Something to do with child tax credits as well. And I don't understand any of that. What do you mean register? You haven't registered the name and everything? No, you have 42 days. I mean, there's no way you can... Because you have to go make an appointment and you have to physically go there and yeah. uh, do really? all this stuff and bring uh, your you know, your passports and your wedding certificates and uh, the little red book. And the, you don't get the red book, which has all your medical notes of your child until <laughs> you're discharged. What <laughs> Over here, a guy comes in, gives you a paper, and tells you uh, whatever you want to name your kid, and then they register, bring you the oh, wow. birth certificate, and that's it. And they... That's how it used to be in the old days here. My mom was telling me they used to have a registrar on the wards, uh, but now budget cuts, I don't know, whatever. You, you, so in the UK, Jose, what you have to do is you have to travel to like your local city center, like the yeah. town center. So like where you'll go to, like I don't know, they're usually like museums of local... <laughs> importance now but at least mine is anyway but you you have to book it in because of covid there's a massive waiting mm-hmm. list so i remember when my daughter was born it was like you can register in september and we were like what the hell uh but it's gotten a bit better but will word of advice on that make sure you double check and you can see what they're writing down the reason oh, right. why is that registrars, at least the ones in the Portsmouth and Ferrum area, are absolutely shit. (laughs) So, like, we said said where they were, where he was born, and where I was born. Um, So I was born in Hereford. I think they put, like, Dublin or some shit. And I put, no, 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 it's not Dublin. That's a whole different place. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And we've got foreign names as well, so. Yeah, just make sure they spell it right. Like, Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. then we need to get a passport, so then at Christmas she can go and see her granddad in Spain, because Barry is desperate to get to Spain for obvious reasons. Oh, that sucks. Um, Wait, so actually, yeah, if you think of it, it's, it's easier and practical here, right, where you could do that, because it's very practical. But if you think about it, let's say you bring your baby home, and you had a name, and then you hold your baby, and you say the name, and you say, yeah, this one is not it. So you actually had that time of being like, all right, she doesn't look like... Uh, uh, but yeah. in Britain, you can change the name at any point by depot. It's super easy to change names. Okay. Uh, yeah. You killed my uh, joke, but it's fine. Sorry. 
You do, I mean, oh, it's because every morning I wake up and I decide if I want to be William McPowers or something. You know, five weeks is too long. Yeah, if you've got decision problems in your life and you're <laughs> weighing up the name of your child, five weeks is too long, man. It's way too long. I would much rather have a dude with a red book going, "Cool, what's the name?" You've got two minutes. Yeah, and true. then they just write it, and then that's it. Well, Marion played a game with me, so I mean, I won't say my daughter's name for the same reasons you won't say your children's name. Um, but uh, I had this name picked out since I was 12 from a particular book series that um, I, was really super influential to me as a teenager. Um, and I told Marion many, many, many years ago that this was the name I wanted for my firstborn daughter. Uh and then I said it again, obviously, once it became more real. Uh, and I kept, it was always on the list, uh, but Mariam always vetoed it. No, you <laughs> thought about this too much, you know. It's, it's too, yeah, too, you know, you can't do that. Yeah, we, you know, and it's also not fair to me. Let's, let's think of something else. And so we had a list of like 10 names. Um, and then it came and the baby came out and they asked us for the name. And then Mariam said the name that I had chosen all along. And I just that's I just could have cried and kissed her then, <laughs> uh, because she had decided three months ago that I could have that name, but she wasn't going to tell me. <laughs> Imagine the the nurses, sir. You puked and cried for nothing, and your <laughs> your wife has been here in labor for thirty two hours and just had a C section. Man up, go over there. We're going to put a, a you know, don't step in my side. Uh, Real thing. men no aren't afraid to cry. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I was super honored that she allowed me to have the name and it fits. Uh, well, well, um, we just want to say congrats, man. You did Thank it. You. you are a dad. Uh, now we can say happy Father's Day to you. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, happy Father's Day I'm, to you. I'm here for Andy's joke, by the way. There's uh, time for that. Yeah, we're going to have it. Oh, I just wanted to wrap up the uh, the will congratulations the, section yes thank you very much guys and i really appreciate your support and for everyone out there listening and uh, who has got this far it's it's truly an honor to finally be in the club <laughs> and uh yeah i know you guys are gonna give me shit and i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> andy that's you're what that whatsapp that's there for dude andy you're Any going questions here. andy you're going through everything that he will be going to any last advice um get sleep when you can um expressing is really hard and will take it out of your wife in a way that you might not anticipate uh what else um like get sleep when you can try and let go of the little things try and take the baby out mm-hmm. don't lose the pram <laughs> or the baby uh, in the pram <laughs> don't don't put stuff in the loft or in a place where you're like oh, i remember that and not remember where it is yeah. um uh what else try and keep things to hand yeah yeah i I, the main thing dude is like just survive like (laughs) like it like and i know that sounds really dramatic but it's hard what you're doing Mm. is hard like as a unit you're doing this for the first time i'm really like i've only got a week's left now of parental leave because my first week was used up in the hospital and now i'm like that's not enough and i can totally respect anybody who chooses yeah i'm to be honest i'm thinking about it myself uh we'll see how it goes but uh i've got one more week of uh annual leave which maybe i'll tack on to the end of my parental leave give, I, me another I would do it just because it's really emotional and it's really daunting and it's um having a baby is tough and you will have that thing of like you know 
uh, you'll go to sleep and then you'll wake up like two hours later and you're like, oh, fuck, I fell asleep. Mm. And then you'll look at the cot and you'll go, is she still breathing? And you're yes. like, yes. I've already had that a couple of it's times. So I'm like, she's... St- so <laughs> you will have that every day for the <laughs> next six months, probably at least. Um, I'm going to have that until she graduates. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, any other... I think that's kind of it. But there's the thing is, dude, is that we you're not alone. We've all been mm. through it. Um the f- they don't give you much back for the first 12 months i'll be honest or first six months sorry first six months but then they start smiling they start doing loads of other stuff yeah. um but for the first like two months whenever they pass gas they usually smile and that's great so just store that away don't think it's to do with gas to be honest, i've already had i had enough I, you know when i pull faces at her like stick her tongue out she nice. sticks her tongue out at me you know yeah so that's that's enough for me for now that's good that's good um yeah and just enjoy it make the most of it don't like do what i did and be like well the baby's here and i've got a free hand i can play motorsport manager <laughs> like don't do that be in the moment be in the moment's number one thing excellent yeah because Thanks. that's his first one so you already had experience with this first one so i was like yeah you know second one i could play now <laughs> I, I have to admit i've never been so grateful for my huge hands and huge arms and my <laughs> big belly because this is why i'm the sleep machine at the moment because you know, I am big and warm and cozy and, you know, baby doesn't care about the hair at the moment. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it's working very nicely. I'm, I'm a big baby sofa. All right. And to wrap it up for us here in the United States, ward means hospital? Yep. Yes. It's like a wing of a hospital. Yeah. Okay. Because over here, it's a prison, you know. <laughs> Inmate number 257. Okay. Uh, tomato, tomato. Uh, and uh, theater... What's a theater in a hospital? It's the operation room. It's just a polite name for the <laughs> operating room. <laughs> because the doctors perform uh, surgery, so they perform in a Wait, theater. so when you guys' wives were uh, giving birth, there were people with popcorn and shit around? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got the 3D glasses on. It's like, oh, the sequel was better. Yeah. Man, <laughs> if there was a dude doing Hagen dars in the theater, I totally would have had one. Oh, like, yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, that would have been yeah, amazing. That would have been perfect. And Andy, you just said don't lose the what? Pram. Don't lose the pram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a pram's like a... It's short uh, for pramulator. Yeah. A pram is a uh, like a, a stroller. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a stroller. And but that's... like you get these ones which like change, so it's now like a bed, and then it becomes like uh, an upright thing, and it's like lasts until five years old or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It's a whole magic machine. Thing. Yeah, I think we all know strollers. Will. But for are me, it's ready? a whole new world. It's like buying a car this? and it's like all these the different adaptations. I need a break. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. Repeat to the sound of the beat. We have a little segment called Andy's Jokes. And the way it works is that Andy tells an amazing joke. So wonderful, so amazing that you'll forget that you have a baby sleeping in the other room. And you will just laugh and laugh and laugh and forget about the baby's crying. And you could be part of this segment. All you gotta do is send us an email, hello at josedelarroca.com, hello at josedelarroca.com. You could tell us whether Andy's jokes is good or Andy's joke is bad. So don't be shy, come on by and send us an email. This segment is brought to you by Sober Industries. Sober Industries, the leading provider of clown customs, 
based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from that town that I cannot pronounce, and I have a lot of friends there. Shout out to Sparky and your father-in-law. Go England. Here's Andy with Andy's jokes. Uh, so one joke this week. Boo. I uh, really struggled to make the podcast, <laughs> 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 let alone prepare a joke. But I do remember one uh, that someone told me. Uh, I think it might have been. By, I've been a niece or a nephew or something. I don't know. Uh, but it's always been on my head. So, yeah. So we'll do that one. But you may have heard it. So let's see. Jose, Will. Yes. What do you call a deer with no eyes? No idea. Yes. Will, Jose, what do you call <laughs> a deer with no eyes or legs? Oh, dear. <laughs> Still no idea. Still no idea. Yes, very good. <laughs> and what do you oh. call a deer with no eyes or legs stuck in barbed wire? I'm so confused because I think they just... Anyways, what? All right, all right, all right. So, Jose, let's recap. So, what do you call a deer with no eyes? No idea. Okay, so he did yeah. kill it, but you kept saying something. So I was like, what? I'm so <laughs> no, confused. it's a three-part joke. Okay. I got the first part. Yeah. Okay. Didn't get the second part, and the third part I'm still thinking about. Okay. okay. And the second part is, what do you call a deer with no eyes or legs? Guys, this is good. we got to keep with it. It's a three-parter. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, what do you call a deer with no eyes or legs? It's still no idea. And then the third part of the joke, which is the final part of the joke, I assure you. What do you call a deer with no eyes or legs stuck in barbed wire? Damn it. I'm gonna hate myself as I always do. I don't know for not being able to get this. You're gonna to have to tell us. Still, bloody no idea. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's actually good. So. Can, can I can I do a baby one? <laughs> Hold on, he never gets good ones, so this one's good. Let's enjoy that was the good. It was, wor- it was worth the effort. It was good. Yeah. I like the free parties. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. I parters. like this one. It's just Will messed it up at the beginning for me, but I just. Uh... I didn't know it was a three-part joke, so that's what I was like, continuing, I was like, what? (laughs) Anyways, uh, here is Will. (laughs) (laughs) He's having a pass today because he already messed up one joke, so he's going to tell us his joke. Ladies and gentlemen, you could be part of this wonderful segment by sending us an email. Hello at josedarroca.com. Hello at josedarroca.com. Tell us if Will messed up the joke for you too or not. Hello at josedarroca.com. Ladies and gentlemen, here is brand new dad, Will Brocas. Take it away, Will. Jose. Andy. Why do you guys go lower, boys? (laughs) Why do you guys always have to go lower? It's it's called suspense. (laughs) The art of comedy. Why do you guys go, hey, how are you? Everything good? Okay, that's the joke. Let me tell you the joke. <laughs> the joke is so wonderful. Come on, speak up. Uh, I can't American. control he your volume. It's fine. Um, what do you call a group of baby soldiers? I'll repeat that again. What do you call a group of uh, baby soldiers? Soldier boy. I don't know. No, don't know. Go Give a bandy. Yep. Infantry. Ah, that's, good. <laughs> that's way better than my one. That's really good. I like that one. That's really good. There we go. 
And you could be part of this segment by sending us an email. Hello at josedelarroca.com Hello at josedelarroca.com What's up guys, Jose de la Roca here, and I'm happy to announce that I have partnered up with Live Bearded to share with you all the amazing products that make my beard feel and look this good. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la Roca to get 10% off your order. Go check those guys out because they're amazing bearded guys just like I am, and they only have one mission, for the beer men to look, feel, and be their best. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la Roca to get 10% off your order. That is de la Roca, D-E-L-A-R-O-C-A. We cannot end this podcast without talking about football. Sorry, Will. Uh, right, I'm gone. See you guys. It was nice seeing you. Andy. Yes. You are a normal Englishman. <laughs> kind of. And I, Yeah, kind of. Uh, and I am a normal person that likes sports. And here at the house, we've been watching a lot of soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. And uh, my son is rooting for your country. I'm rooting for your country. Oops. I don't know if I should have said that because I haven't said it and they haven't won for the for the past. Ah, well, hopefully nobody hears this until to Monday. <laughs> but tell us how this whole country is dealing with this because let me tell you I just read something that you guys don't want to work on Monday so uh, tell us how important this thing is how big it is how many people are going to get COVID and they don't give a fuck <laughs> I mean if I was an Englishman and they haven't uh, because here we we listen to uh, a lot of uh, sports we watch a lot of sports we uh, the commentators that are speaking Spanish how they're rooting for you guys we like you guys and they're saying that it's 55 years 55 years that you guys haven't been in a major final uh meaning major like euro cup or the world cup um so yep. this is big so take it away tell us how you doing how your your wonderful family are doing i know they're going crazy your uh father-in-law is the best shout out to sparky and just tell us how everybody's doing man so frame of reference for this then so last time we got to a major competition uh final was in 1966 we won it we beat germany that was a world cup in england uh yeah west germany um <laughs> now we have had the last we've we've got a home final again uh we're playing italy the semi-final was uh great against denmark it was great it was viewed by like 24 million the population in the uk is like 72 million so that gives you an idea of how many people are watching it live um so it's massive uh, as you're going around the street you'll see you know saint george's flags like the, the english flag like everywhere um you will see like wall-to-wall coverage on the bbc of just like players pe teachers getting interviewed like anyone that's sold i don't know raheem sterling like a burger will get interviewed for some sort of relevance because they have to fill up the bloody airtime um it's everywhere it's wall-to-wall so if you dislike football like will this is an absolute nightmare for you but if you like football 
and even have a little bit of love for football, it's great because it's like no, a celebratory it's thing. <laughs> it, it, it's a celebratory thing and it um, it's something that kind of galvanizes people, get people together. So like you'll see celebration scenes of like... During people... a global pandemic when we shouldn't be getting yeah, together. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You have to look at it within the prism of like people haven't been able to get together. Um People haven't been able to go to football games. People haven't been able to go to pubs. People haven't been able to go anywhere. And then suddenly we have been able to and been able to celebrate it as a community. So it it is significant. It is important. Like for me, I'm, you know, you're talking to someone that has a weekly football manager group where we'll all log on and play football manager together with three of my mates. So I'm, I'm, I'm into football in a way that's probably slightly unhealthy, if I'm honest, but it, it, it's amazing it's incredible but it is to say you enjoy watching england is bollocks nobody enjoys watching exactly england. <laughs> it is that's like... why i don't enjoy it because i've been hurt too many times before <laughs> for me i don't have the emotional stability to follow england because i just crave that disappointment and i know yeah. that we'll get overhyped like last time we got to the yeah. semi-finals and they were amazing uh but the media just and the people's expectations and then i can't watch that and crumble under the weight of all those newspaper headlines but, but it, to be fair, I have a lot of respect this year because they're ta- they've taken a stand on racism. They're, yep. You know, uh, um, the manager has been amazing. He's uh, I remember him as a kid, as a player. Uh, he's really handled that with the press so well. And he, as a community manager, <laughs> he's a good lesson of PR there. Yeah. Uh, dealing with con, you know, and yeah, all, you know, more power to them that they're using their. Um, platform to at least uh, try and change things a little bit and he knows like he's experienced like in 1996 he missed a penalty against germany yes. in a penalty shootout which means you know he was vilified across the nation oh, yeah. he was in a pizza hut advert with other people that had missed penalties that was how low his career had sunk <laughs> he was a failed manager at like middlesbrough um you know but he's worked his way through the ranks of english football um in, within the fa and he's amazing. Like he he was England's like developmental um, uh, coordinator for like two seasons. Then he was manager of the under 18s, under 21s, and then has taken this generation of players. Did he through. manage your women's team as well? He did. He did. Yeah. Um, he he's dipped his toe in everything, and I think that that's why he's so good uh, because he understands these institutions. Um, the other thing as well is that a lot of players in this England team have been vilified by. Uh, you know, you take Raheem Sterling, right? Like the he was vilified to such an unfair extent by the tabloid media. Um, he's he had a, a tattoo of a of a gun on his upper thigh, but it's to do with other stuff, and people tore into him for that. Um, mm-hmm. and loads of other things, but he donates loads of money to local schools. Um, he's amazing. So, uh, the other stat that was really really fascinating to me was that this is um uh, a team of Basically, people, I think it's five out of the squad or six out of the squad are either first generation or second generation immigrants. So, you know, this is a multicultural team. It's a team that everyone can get behind. Um, and, you know, it, it's something to be celebrated. It's English, England's multiculturalism kind of working. Uh, it's it's great that, yes. Yeah, but it's also a fair weather multiculturalism, isn't it? They're only interested yeah. when they're winning, you know? Yeah, that, that's true. But I, I think you'll find that with, with you know, well, like we, we work in the PR world, right? Like we yeah. know, <laughs> we know 
why newspapers are so horrible now it's because they're a dying art and they need to do something to stay relevant exactly um, yeah. well it's, the, yeah. the british tabloids have always been you know yeah since by the way like if, if, if uh, by now you guys didn't if by now and i mean i don't mean you guys i mean people if people haven't noticed that france I still think is the best team in the world. Yeah. And if you don't, if you see their names, if you don't, if you don't understand their names, if you don't think about France's names and players and probably where they come, if you don't watch the NBA, you will understand that it's kind of better to have an immigrant here and there once in a while. And then if they are proud and they're bleeding your, your, your shirt, they're bleeding the country there. You know, that's what they were saying at, about Denmark, too. But look at Denmark yep. when all the way almost to the finals. They, they had just... all these immigrants. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, I still see that in some teams, Latino teams. And I don't want to say who because I might get in trouble here. Uh, and then uh, Germany until a certain point. Uh, I think like it was only like 10 years ago or like five years ago that a first black player played for Germany. And things like that. But uh, just going back to, you know, that, I mean, man, let's just say that some races are just built better to play soccer. So let's just <laughs> say it and let's move past that. And but, yeah, it's like to the point that uh, uh, I wanted to get to is like, look, I'm not English. Uh, I have friends, wonderful friends like you guys. And now I have Sparky and your father-in-law. Uh, anyways, <laughs> but. It's just a joy, like, and whether people go to the stadium and get COVID, that's one thing, but I'm just enjoying it from here on the couch with my son. Uh, he, I love seeing him cheer for England or cheer for Sterling and telling him how Kane, that looks like a salesman that is going to give me insurance, <laughs> uh, is such a wonderful player. He doesn't look like yeah. a, a soccer player ever. He just looks like he's going to sell me insurance or, you know, manage my portfolio. And he's doing all these things. I just love to see uh, uh, my son uh, kind of make fun of forklift or whatever his name is, Pickford, or and then, <laughs> uh, and then it's just it's just a as a dad, as a sports fan, it's a wonderful thing. So imagine yep. me having fun with English sports. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to see how Andy's doing. I mean, must be nuts, right? It's it's crazy. The tournament football always galvanizes people anyway, because there's like this dormant. There's this thing in in English culture which is like nationalism is a dormant thing uh, that only comes around during Olympics or during tournaments uh, for football. Um, and I think you see it. You you always see it. To be honest, there's all there's always hope every single tournament. Um, but I think the fact that we've done so well is is made it better. At the same time. You know, we haven't, ne we've had quite an easy way through. We haven't had to knock out France. We haven't had to knock out Spain, right? We've, we've, we've had to play Denmark and Denmark was a real, like, mm. you know, everyone was with Denmark because of what happened to Christian Eriksen. Um, and obviously he's recovered and that's absolutely fantastic, but they were everyone's like favorite team and we had to beat them. Uh, and we, you know, we rode our luck at times during that game against Italy. It's going to be different. Um, Italy are going to come at us. They're the first team during the tournament that will come at us and actually have a go, which I'm hoping will free up some space for our players to kind of get in behind and, and do some damage. But uh, yeah, tomorrow is, you know, I will be, my three-year-old son can stay up, kick off us at eight. He can stay up, he can watch <laughs> it. I don't care. Um, like I, I want him to be able to at least, even if he hates football growing up, at least we've, we've given him the opportunity. Um, I spent like... 
I bought a hundred panini sticker packs for the euro so that we could all open them up together and put mm. things in the sticker album so, so if, yeah. if we win will we get monday off will boris johnson make monday? no so so it's the following monday so if you don't know <laughs> boris johnson is full of shit and yeah, um, basically uh what happens is that he he just says things and yeah. then he's like oh no i'm the prime minister of course that actually has weight um yeah. so yeah we 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 won't have monday off. monday oh. will not will, that's never gonna happen because you have to Basically, you have to clear things with lots of different parties oh, of in order to have yeah, a bank yeah. holiday. The banks need uh, to know. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally right. <laughs> um, but what might happen is we might have a bank holiday when they come back and do the um, tour around the UK or whatever the hell they'll do. That's all right. I, I'll um, take as many free bank holidays as I can at yeah. the moment. Um, <laughs> Wait, so you were uh, doing? And, what were you doing with your with your son? Because it's funny. Because like uh, uh, here, like uh, when uh, uh, when my son was little and Derek here. Derek Teeter had his last at bat. I don't care if he knew. I don't care if uh, he understood. I don't care if uh, he wanted to. I told him, look at this. You have to Hmm. look at this. And I will remember for you that you saw Derek Teeter's last at bat. And he hit a a hit through uh, the second base and shortstop. And that was his last at bat. And... You know, so what I'm trying to say is like, as dad and as a dad who likes sports, sorry, well, um, you know, it's a special moment, right? So, I, you know, whether your son doesn't go to sleep, who fucking cares? England yeah. just won, and you had yeah. it with your son. And then in 20 years, whether he likes it or no, you're going to be like, bitch, you saw it with me. So yeah. that's a special moment, right? Sure. Yeah, it is. It's worth doing, and I think it's like. Uh, this is the thing it's a special occasion this is a once in a generation thing potentially um obviously winning breeds more winning so it it might not be uh you know we if we do really well i don't tomorrow, know G- germany well. might dis- disagree with you there i was well, in germany where during their winning streak and i mean i got fully into the football it's not that i don't like football it's or sports it's just i don't like the culture around it and what it yeah. reads in people yeah. but uh i mean some of my favorite mem- memories in Germany were sitting in the middle of the street, uh, where it's just totally taken over by the, the, the people drinking the beers and people running through the streets naked. The police just gave up and went home. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was just absolute pandemonium, which I never thought I would ever see from Germans. <laughs> uh, that was incredible. Uh, but of course, that it, you know, they got themselves up, the media got involved, and then they crumpled under their own weight, you know, and that's what we saw this year. Um, it, so yeah. It- it's always cyclical, like it always yeah. is. You, you but get I mean, that's the nature of the game, and that's part of the uh, part yeah. of the you know why, why it's so enjoyable for so many people. But yes, I do wish England luck. And what I, what I will say is that we just have I've got a baby to figure <laughs> out. I won't be watching it because I'll be too busy. With my... <laughs> We've got a young team, so yes. you know they're, they're only going to get better. That's the theory. Um, but tomorrow's a big test. We'll just look at it, see what happens. Um, yeah, so the it's a Panini sticker album, Jose. So it's like basically it's like baseball cards, but they're stickers that you stick into an album. Um, <laughs> I spent way too much on getting a pack of a hundred because I thought it. Oh yes, 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 yes. So yeah. it's the same thing. We used to have that. Uh, it's the yeah. brand name. Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We used but to have we that. got like we got like twenty packs in, and it was like I'm bored now, and I'm like, oh, okay, fine. I still have them for. They do it. For, still, I still need to work them. They do it for uh, work ups, and I still have it. So, are you doing something special? Any uh, menu? Any? Are you going somewhere? What are you doing, uh, Andy? 
we are so i've got a projector so we're setting up the projector so it's going to be a big screen in the living room um we don't have any family or friends coming over uh i might make a curry that's about it uh but to be honest like the the main event is this the, the final <laughs> so and obviously like you know it's it, we've, we've got two uh I, every everything about having one child is hard but when you have two child it it, it just dials up the difficulty level of everything um so yeah so and does your wife like it what as in having two no like does it, she likes uh uh i guess football yeah oh absolutely she's a massive football oh, fan. so it's so not she's like a, she's so it's she's not like you could leave fan, and so. be like all right honey see you in three hours oh no absolutely not she'd uh, be like fuck you you're taking a shift you can change her i'm watching it um which is great uh and we love that and we have lots of banter about football constantly um which is really really lovely uh i don't like watching england i will watch england as much as i can stomach it but i will dip out at some minutes just to like just have a break and then come back in because i can't watch the full 90 it's going to be too tense i had this with denmark I had to leave for like five minutes and just like go make food or go make you a snack more or something. Stability than I have. Yeah, I can't, I, even, I can't it, even watch the game. It's it, it's just you just feel tense, and then I feel myself like swearing at people for no reason. Not like my wife, that'd be mean, but like swearing at the players. Um, so yeah, uh, but my wife is even worse. My wife is like just closes her eyes constantly. She's hilarious. So she will sit in front of the TV, but uh, and I do a little bit of commentary to help, but she always tells me to shut up because i don't actually help um yeah uh so it'll be a really lovely tense experience that i'm happy to share with my three-year-old that hopefully won't bruise him but i don't need to watch it because uh, across the street we've got a working men's club so i'll be hearing it <laughs> every every moment you will be. yeah you will be. uh no uh so uh it's funny because um so we watch it here and then we watch it in spanish and they do stupid jokes here and there, because that's how we do, as you guys could yeah. know. Um, but um, <laughs> so um, Walker, right? So here, yeah, the Spanish commentators call it on the rocks. So every time he uh, he touches the ball, they call him on the rocks. <laughs> you know, because Johnny Walker, of course. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, but I think our favorite will be uh, 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 Sterling. And then what is it? Pick four? Yeah, Jordan Pickford and goal. Pickford, uh, that's he's funny. He, he, even his face is every time he makes this, he makes some mistakes. He's like, "Sorry guys, sorry, 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 sorry," because uh, um, he can, you know, just hit the ball out. Anyways, uh, yeah. uh, and then uh, Shaw is it Shaw or Sean? Yeah, Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw. Shaw yeah. There you go. You uh, spray for Southampton. Oh well, there you go. My local team. That's why he's uh, he's such a good guy. But uh, yeah. and lastly, what's uh, what's with the three lines? God, that's a great question. Well, you know history. You might know this. Three Lions, right. So um, <laughs> Three Lions have always been an English uh, symbol ever since uh, the Tudor period um, because, the um, I don't know, the French had the Fleur de Lis and we had lions because lions were the most exotic you know, creature known to man at that time. Uh, and ours are resplendent ones, which mean they go across the flag. And the Scottish ones are rampant, which means they... Clear up and why it's three, I have no idea. I guess the Trinity three, 
Uh, three is a good number, I guess. And yeah, lions are just very popular national symbolic thing. And three lions on his shirt because he's got three lions on his shirt. Um, that's it, really. Is it a Richard Lionheart thing as well. Yeah, cool, maybe that might have come later as a sort of you know yeah. way of thinking about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, nationalism? Don't ask me. I haven't got a clue. Well, I, I think it's going to be a great game. Today we had the final Copa America, which is Brazil against Argentina. Uh, we're rooting for Argentina because uh, we like Messi here. Uh, and, mm -hmm. it, I mean, uh, the Gold Cup starts here uh, today or tomorrow, but it's just every time I see Euro Cup and then I start seeing the uh, Copa America, the, the level of not only the stadiums, the broadcast and the uh and the play is just diminished so at least the gold cup will have good broadcast because you know uh, uh english media is uh, i mean american media is very good and you know have the best technology but the level of this football is going to be nasty but i think our our football is um uh going to be finishing but it's it was a wonderful thing to see my son and being able to experience all that as, as a family uh, my girlfriend also likes it, so um, you know, let's go England and bring a championship home, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just did That's a quick like... Google. It's King Henry the Second who first used the three lions on a red background, um, and then adding to the lions of William the Conqueror uh, when he married some French woman. Uh, so it's supposed to represent a marriage of families as well. Um, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I don't think... know. It's a but yeah, King Henry the Second. So that must be fourteen hundreds. Yes, that's a long, that's a long time ago. Yeah. What I, so Jose, what I'd say about the Copa America is that like, so if you watch, obviously watching the Euros, all the games have kind of been defensive masterclasses, right? There hasn't been many goals from like open play all the time. Whereas at least with the Copa America, you get very like free flowing football. You don't get people like parking the bus. You don't get people like, <laughs> you know, just like only attacking via the wings and never going yeah. through the middle. So, yeah, it's a little bit better. Um, the other thing I want to say as well is that after the Copa America today, Olympics. Uh, you also have the third place Euros playoff today as well, uh, which obviously would have been Denmark versus Spain, which I don't know how that went. Um, and you've got the Olympics as well soon. So the Olympics has their own football tournament, and that's always really, really interesting. So, yeah, uh, it's football crazy. Yeah, because the Olympics... Oh, we, you, like you know, the dream team will go over there and kill everybody, basically. So the basketball dream team will just punish every uh, Argentinian or Spaniard that wants to play against us. And that's it. Even the Russians yeah. think they're good. And <laughs> <yeah. laughs> it's just funny to see. Anyways, let me tell you about Peanut Crunch. These baked peanuts puffs are so delicious. My son and I cannot stop eating them. Seriously, we cannot stop. Peanut Crunch are a delicious and healthy peanut treat. They have the power of vegan peanut protein, rice, beans, and a wonderful crunch that keeps active kids and adults on the go. I came across Peanut Crunch when I was watching Shark Tank, and I just decided to help out a fellow Central American entrepreneur and buy his product. So I decided to get it, and when I got them, I found out how delicious these baked peanut puffs were and I became hooked ever since. Go check them out at peanuff.com. That is P-N-U-F-F.com. P-N-U-F-F.com. 
and use my promo code de la roca and you will get 10% off your order. I'm telling you guys, I cannot stop eating this great baked peanut puffs. Peanut Crunch. P-N-U-F-F.com. That is P-N-U-F-F.com. Promo code de la roca. Well, uh, congratulations. Thanks for Thank making you. some time. Next time, just got to tell uh, Andy how you do it so he could do it too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the bobbing. It's the vertical bobbing. It's all in the vertical bobbing. Uh, but uh, for, uh, coming from our household, uh, we just want to say congratulations. You're going to be a great dad. Thank you very uh, much, guys. We're here for it's you really and nice. whatever you need. Uh, uh, Andy's I there just for appreciate you. T- chatting to you guys and getting my thoughts down on paper while they're still uh, fresh in my mind, you know, and experience because I know in a month or so I'm just kind of totally blanked and forgotten all about this. Uh, so I really appreciate this opportunity to, you know, hijack your um, therapy and start using it for my own. <laughs> Andy? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, congratulations, man. It's amazing. Uh, send our best to, to Miriam as well. Like, just be there. You're awesome. I always said you'd be a great dad. Um, you're lovely to work with, lovely to speak to. Like, you, you'll nail it. Um, if there's anything you need, obviously, me and Jose are there. Use the WhatsApp group. Um, mm-hmm. And if there's anything you want sent up to you, I can usually facilitate that as well. So let well, me know. I've already put you on homework for breast pumps. I've cool. Already... Yep. <laughs> I mean that that's a personal passion project of mine so I'm, yeah. I'm happy for you to do that. Uh and uh <laughs> uh what Jose else? is a traditional manual <laughs> kind of guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I'm happy to have that on record. Why not? Uh <laughs> my wife never listens this far into the podcast so that's okay. Um yeah, so just congratulations you you'll absolutely nail it. Don't doubt yourself. Um try and enjoy it. Try and be in the moment. Uh try and get some sleep. You'll be fine um yeah uh, well just any last thoughts sleep because <laughs> tonight is the first night that they're back and the first night that my sleep ends because uh while she was at the hospital i was able to get eight hours but um now <laughs> now they're both home that, that's the end of that i didn't want you to end it like that but sure why not so that i had eight hours while my wife was over there you know well, it wasn't. Out, it wasn't. It wasn't by choice. So it was the hospital enforced it. I mean, you know, and I needed to be rested for Mariam to looking after Mariam and the baby at the same time. Andy, uh, any last shout outs? Uh, yeah, massive shout out to my brother who helped me out with some laboring yesterday. Uh, not to do with like labor because obviously we talk about labor a lot during this podcast. Um, massive shout out to him. Massive shout out to everyone um, who uh, has been really, really nice and has helped me out and the Griffiths Murphy family out while we've been going through all this stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, um, thank you as always, Jose, for for getting me on to do this. And thank you, Will, for waiting half an hour while I could put my daughter down. Really appreciated it. Um, yeah. Uh, hope England win tomorrow. Um, Gareth Southgate is a living legend. He's a hero. Uh, Even if you don't win, I think they've impressed enough people, you know. Totally, totally. Uh, and hopefully um, it will be a happy time. Let's go, England. Until next time, my name is Jose Jose de la Roca. You have been listening to Dad Without a Dad. Goodbye. <laughs>